0: So before I get started in today's show, I'm going to be talking about the holidays. This episode is going to drop mid-December. And for some of you, if you've been living in the United States, we've been on holiday mode since maybe the middle of November and trying to get things done. And then the rest of the world, if you didn't have American Thanksgiving, you are maybe right in the thick of it. So I'm going to talk about holidays, but before I get started, I want to share with you something that. I am deeply fascinated with my inner circle of people, my clients. They all know about this because I've been talking about it. And if you're going into the holiday season and you're going to have some white space, the question is, what do you fill it with? And I have a huge recommendation that I just love, love, love. And what's so fascinating is I was somebody who would never have thought that this would be something that I love and it's become one of my favorite things. And it is Formula One race car driving. <laughs> so last year, when my daughter was at the, her national championships, NC2As for college, and a few days into the meet, she came out to talk with us. And she's like, you're never going to guess what I'm watching. And this is a kid who's really fast And also is amazing at binge watching. And while there's a lot of high performance and they're busy and they have long days, she has, well, there was a long cross-country flight, but there's some downtime throughout the day where she can dive into watching television. And she was like, I'm into this Formula One show. I'm like, what are you talking about? And it's on Netflix and it's called Drive to Survive. Now, isn't that a badass name, Drive to Survive? And I get it. It's a bit out of my own branding, right? Because I don't want my clients to survive. I want them to thrive. And I wanted to have sustainability and wholeheartedness. And how do we all rise up together? Not in this, like Formula One, they call themselves a piranha world. So backstory. So that happened back in March of 2022, And I, of course, had like judgments, like, why are you watching that? That's just ridiculous. I had all these judgments. And when we came home from holiday this summer, my husband and I, when we came back from Mexico, he sent me this blog post that we'll make sure it's in the show notes. If so many, you know, I think it's like 18 shows to watch when you and your spouse can't agree what to watch, because that's kind of the dilemma. Like we sit down, we're empty nesters. What do you want to watch? And when we have a show that we watch, it just makes the decision fatigue go away because we're not wasting brain juice on what do we want to watch, searching through the, apparently we have 185 channels, you all? 185? I just found this out recently because I called Comcast or Xfinity and I have 185 channels plus all the different apps that we have and platforms that we have. It's kind of ridiculous. It's overwhelming. And sometimes when I have to make a decision, I'm like, I'd rather just go to bed and read a book. So Drive to Survive is fascinating. I really love it. When we sat down to watch the first episode, I was like, what's going on? I didn't understand it. I'm not a really big. It's kind of ironic. I'm not the hugest sports fan. I don't center my life around watching sports, unless it's like a swim meet that I know people that are involved with or the Olympics. But We started watching it. And after that first episode, I looked at him, I was like, hmm, I don't quite get it why she likes it so much, but I'll give it a try. And one of the rules that I have is, you know, try something three times. Like if it's like, "Eh," try it a few more times to see, because there may be things that I may have my own resistance. And I had a lot of my own judgments about the show and about race car driving. And I was a person who liked that movie Ford versus Ferrari. And I'm going to go back this holiday season and go back and rewatch it because now that I've learned more about this sport and I will really call it a sport. I used to not. I was like, what do they do? Sit behind a car? How hard is that? Holy moly. They lose like five to seven or seven to eight pounds in a race, right? Holy moly. It's hard stuff. And these are fit athletes. So it's really, really interesting I really liked the show. We watched all four seasons and I stayed off of social media with, I didn't follow any of them. I didn't look at the news. I didn't want to find out anything because I wanted to be able to unpack the seasons. Now, my husband did grumble because he does like sports and he's like, where's the grid? How do we know who won the race? Right? And I'm like, grid, what are you talking about? What is a grid? And who cares about who won the race? Like, isn't this cool that they're celebrating this guy who got fourth place, right? It's so interesting. So, if you like the Olympics, right? If you like the Olympics and the stories about the athletes and their journeys, that's how they have positioned this Netflix show, Drive to Survive. It's about the stories of the drivers, the principals, you know, the chief race engineers. It's about their stories and you put it together and it takes some time to figure it all out. But it's really fascinating. The other reason I like it is the mindset piece. I love to watch high performers. And granted, there's so much power in the editing room of how they go ahead and dice stuff. I get that. But watching how people respond to obstacles, right? That I love human behavior. I love, love, love human behavior. And the expectation that we want things to have that fairy tale ending, right? How often do I talk about it? And we want that, and especially when we're watching something on television. So it's just a fun. For me, it was very fun. I learned something about a new sport. There's ten teams, and there's two drivers per teams, and there's a lot of movement and transitions, and then they have the team principles. But for me, I was like, I think this is my sport. We'll see how long I last with it, but because there's a lot of constraints. There's 10 teams, right? Like there's 20 athletes that for me to learn about versus, I don't even know how many NFL football teams or how many baseball teams, or there's a lot of baseball games. Like that is just too much for me. I like the constraint. Once we got done with the four seasons and we're waiting for season five, which will begin in the beginning of the year in 2023 is from what I understand. Then I had started DVRing the races. And it's fun. One of my husband's former swimmers is a race car engineer and and he's worked in this. And so I text him a lot of questions because I'm like trying to understand. And he's been great about, you know, helping me understand. And we've talked a bit about it. And now my next big dream is that I want to watch it with him because there's so much that I know that I can't see that he can see. He may be annoyed because I will have probably a hundred questions but it'd be really fun because i know like when i go to swim meets, there's so many things that i can see just because my eyes have been trained and i've seen it over and over that i can see these things and i have an understanding at a deeper level so it's this is a sport i really want to learn about i've dived head in we've watched now the qualifying and the racing and there's even sprint racing and i'm learning about the drivers and now that i'm in this well the season's over but now that i'm done with the Netflix and the seasons over for the actual race car driving. I understand what the grid is. And now I'm learning about the different drivers and the different principles. And I'm listening to podcasts. And it's just fun, like watching people and how they show up, who they are when things go poorly and who they are when things go well. It's fascinating. So it's fun. If you're looking for something that's non-holiday, non-rom-com, you know, and you have some time to fill over this next few weeks in the holiday season, that is my invitation for you. I love, love, love it. I'll probably be talking about it. Again, my inner circle, my clients, they have like, oh, here she goes. That formula went like, when I really love something, I really go in deep. I want to talk with you about holidays. And this year, often many years throughout the years of coaching clients, the holidays have been a topic that clients bring to sessions. Sometimes it's around the boundaries. It sometimes it's the agony of like having to be going back to family of origin. And then this year, maybe because things are reopening for so many people, where the last couple years it got simpler because of COVID or some of the constraints. And so this year it's like kind of full force and a lot of obligations, lots of parties. Right. And so this has become a topic more and more with my clients. And so I wanted to bring it here and share it with you so you can think about how do you want your holidays to be? And when you think about how do you want your holidays to be, I mean, I often think about like snow and lots of downtime, and we get to bake and, you know, we get to snuggle and we get to eat good food. Like, one, I live in Northern California we're lucky to get a bit of rain. We got a little bit this last weekend. We're lucky to get a little bit of rain. Snow is not happening. Two is my kids are both swimming and training during this winter break. So they'll have some downtime and we'll have some movies, but they're also only going to be home for about a week during that time. And we're empty nesters, right? Normally they'd be home during the entire break. And when they're in high school, they had a two week break. Now they have about a month, but I only see them for a week. So that part's going to look different, right? So we have to unpack what have you been culturally programmed? What are these expectations that have been just so programmed that you haven't had a chance to decide? Like, is that what I really want? Being the leader of my life, is that what I want from this holiday season? You get to decide. And I'll talk about it. it's not just you and, you know, you power over, especially the rest of your family. like, I have very strong headed people in my life. So it's not just me, but really getting clear about what do you want from the holiday season? I know a lot of moms, we spend times thinking, okay, what do our kids want? What does, you know, our spouse want? What does our parents want? And we forget ourselves in our own equation. And it's so important to think about what do I want? from this season? That's the question for you to answer. And there are no right answers. When I share examples, these are just things of like, oh, that could be a possibility, right? Or maybe that. And remember, you can have resistance. We'll go back to Formula One, right? Drive to survive. My daughter told it to me at the what, end of March in 2022, Didn't bother looking at it. She talked about it. Maybe she even showed me some clips. I was like, yeah, whatever. Came home. We had this void in what we're gonna watch. And this is what, September of 2022. My husband and I watch one. I'm like, hmm, it's kind of okay. Eh, you know, I could take it or leave it. We watched the next one. I was like, hmm, okay, let's watch the next one. And then I got into it. And I really like it. And for me, there's this other show, Cobra Kai, that I've had to stop watching again. And he's like, but why? It's the Cobra Kai. It's based off like a karate kid. And I'm like, I can't handle the choices that they're making. Like for me, it was just too much. Like it's interesting here. I'll watch this series about Formula One behind the scenes, right? I don't know if it's reality TV or not. And then this fiction Cobra Kai, like I just can't watch it. But the point is, is that I was, my daughter shared it with me. She knows what I like and don't like. She Believe that this is something I would like. And it took me a while to onboard to like, let me try this. And now I'm in. I'm all in, you guys. So, as I talk about this holidays, maybe you're going to implement them this year. Maybe as you go through your holiday season, you'll go, oh, yeah, I want to definitely make sure this doesn't happen again. Right. Some of my clients after Thanksgiving, they were clear about what they wanted or what they thought that they wanted or what other people wanted. And then afterwards they impact what worked well and what could be improved and what do they want from this holiday season, right? What were the tweaks that they were going to make? It's a constant tweak in evolution. So paying attention to what have you been culturally programmed? What are maybe family traditions that you've always done that you're like, oh yeah, I don't want to do. You know, we used to, when the girls were young, we used to, we have a really big Christmas card list. And this is with my bonus kids, too. We would fill out the cards. I'd sign the cards. You know, we had like a station. The youngest would always do the stamp because that was their skill set. One would do the return address. Then there'd be somebody that would do the mailing address. Then eventually I upgraded to labels of the mailing address and we kept the system. Somebody would lick it, right? And honestly, I haven't done a Christmas card. Since I think 2020, I think December of 2020 or 2019, I have it in my calendar to do in October. It is now December and I haven't done it. So we'll see if I get those out. I've been kind of rumbling with it. I have a system that's set up that for the most part, I should be able to get it done pretty easily. Oh, how funny. I just said the word should. And that's one of the things I'm going to talk to you about eliminating today. But really unpack what you've been culturally programmed, what your family of origin may have programmed, what your family expectations, as you go through and think, what do you want from this experience? What do you want from this holiday season? Right? I want downtime. I want rest. I want connection with myself. I want connection with my family. I want connection with some friends. And because my kids are swimming and because COVID is starting to rise again in our area, I've got to be conscientious of that factor as well. Right. We all have different risk factors. That's my reality because that's where my family is. So unpack what do you want? I shared with you, I want some good food. There's some stuff that we're not doing this year because of certain circumstances. What do you want from your holiday experience? I've got to find out like our neighborhood, we do this Christmas caroling that we haven't done, I think, again, since 2019. So we need to check in with our neighbors. Is this something we're going to do? Because that could be fun and delightful what do you want from this holiday season? I have a client yesterday who I was coaching and she turned down a lot of holiday parties. One is she didn't want to, didn't have the energy for that. She goes, you know, I really want to go out to breakfast with people. I want to go out to lunches. You know, she'll have people over in small groups. She goes, but I want to be in small groups. I don't want to go to those massive Christmas parties. And so she's pulling out. I have another client who Decided if it wasn't like a hell yes when they got the invitation, then it was a no. And to decide that right then instead of letting it linger or showing up with obligation and getting really clear about that. Because this was back in early November, she realized she was already getting overwhelmed with the holiday season. And that was a decision. And she talked with her husband about it. They're both on board and that's what they're doing moving forward. So there's lots of ways. When my kids were really little, What I wanted from the experience was I didn't want the whole Christmas gift and, you know, the big just exchange of that. And so when they were little, they were like eight and six, their Christmas gift was, we went on a Disney cruise. And it's so funny because now they're 22 and 21 and we are talking about it over Thanksgiving. And they were like, yeah, I didn't quite understand like what we were getting and why this was great To have this experience instead of presence, right? I thought it was great. It may have been too fast forward for them, but now that they're older, that's something that we've talked about is going more into experiences and less into links and shopping, right? But what do you want from it? Then the question is, is what do you have capacity for? Right. What do you have capacity for? So for me, I don't have capacity to go to the mall and to park and to shop. And I used to spend so much, I remember, gosh, decades ago, I'd spent so much time looking for that perfect gift. Now I'm like, give me your list of what you want. And I have to think about what do I want that's aligned to give you from that list. It helps the decision-making process. And especially as hopefully we are transitioning to the more experiences and less about the giving of gifts, less about the stuff in this age that my kids are. So ask yourself, what do you have capacity for? The other part is eliminate the should. You heard me say it. We're going to mess up. We're going to say it, but should is a judgment word. And the last thing we need to be doing is piling on judgment onto ourselves and shitting ourselves, right? Like I have delayed the Christmas card. I haven't had any capacity to do it. And I've given myself permission that that can go out later. I used to be a person that the Christmas card went out, Thanksgiving weekend we got the tree up, the Christmas card went out, decorations were done, boom. Part of it was I had two December birthdays in our family. We had travel for swim meets, and so that was something that I knew I needed to get done. In addition to working and everything, now I've gotten most of that done. We went and got the Christmas tree, and that was a fun adventure this year. We went with some friends up to the mountains. There was snow. We cut down a tree, we hauled it back, we decorated it, our lights are up, all of that is done. I, when I love to do the Christmas cards, that is very delightful. The last couple of years, I didn't do the Christmas cards, it wasn't delightful. And I didn't have the capacity with everything that was going on and I was going through and all the support I was putting out in the world. So those are things to check in. And I let go of that obligation of no, this is what we've always done. And I like it, it's a fun, creative outlet. I didn't have the capacity of the last years. This year, we already have the picture. So it's really in it. Find the card, insert it, get, make sure my addresses are all set and get it out. I think I'll get it done. And I've given myself permission that it can be a bit later this year than it has. And I'm saying this and I love, love, love getting Christmas cards. It is my favorite thing. I love getting Christmas cards. So if you're listening to this, you can send a Christmas card to us and our address we'll put it in the show notes and you can send it i'd be delighted i love love of christmas cards but only if it delights you if it doesn't delight you please do not do that i love 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 holiday cards i love to see the kids grow up i love the pictures right i love the letters i love how people show up in their own creativity for it it is so delightful and whether they're christmas cards holiday cards hanukkah cards new year cards i've gotten valentines cards I used to hang them up in our hallway and I would call that the tunnel of love. And we would get like a few hundred cards, but I just love, love, love cards. So those are my favorite things. But I really want to have connection. I want to have downtime. I want to spend time with those that I love, those that I care about. And I want to spend time with myself and I want to have space. I've been noticing a need for space in my brain and I have certain structures set up so that I can handle the space. Maybe I'll talk about that in another episode. So eliminate the should. And when you catch that word, say like, we can let that one go. What do I want? What do I want? Once you get clear with what it is that you want from this holiday season, the next is to factor in other people's opinion who matter. And it's not that nobody matters. It's who are the people that matter? Who are the people that you're responsible for? Right? Who are the people that will be a ripple effect. So in my case, right, it would be my husband, it would be my daughters, right? We had a really delightful Thanksgiving with my mom and my sister and her family and my cousins. And that was awesome. We laughed so much. It was so delightful. Christmas is probably going to be smaller because they're not all coming out. We had several people fly in. So I will be talking with like, you know, and that's what I've been talking with, with my family is what do you want from it? You know, what do you want from, and we've got some plans and we need to get some more clarity about what do we want from the experience while they're here? One of the things is they will need to train because they're in the middle of their season. So that is really clear for all of us. And we are understanding and supportive. They'll want good food over the holiday season. What else do they want? right? And so we need to have some conversations. So my kids are finishing up finals one this week and one next week. And so we'll be able to talk about it some more talking with my husband and then creating what I love to call as the Venn diagram. Where does it all align? And so for me, like my alone time is probably going to be happening when they're all at the pool. It kind of makes sense, right? I want to spend time with them. I want to be connected with them. And then when they're all at the pool is when I get to spend time with myself and there's going to be quite a bit because they swim a lot. So knowing whose opinion matters and whose doesn't, there's going to be a lot of judgment from people of what you should do, what you shouldn't do. But really, what do you want to do? What do you want from it? And that's really important. One of the things that I work on so often, and I get so delighted as my clients let go of who they are supposed to be, and whether it's cultural programming, family of origin, a partner, and they allow themselves to be who they really are and what they desire and pursue that and create that. It's not a selfishness, right? It's an agency. And it's also, there's a give and take with those that you love and you care about, And so thinking about as we go through wrapping up the end of this year and this holiday season, my friend, what do you want from this holiday season? It's always a work in progress. We're learning, we're tweaking, and we may be readjusting. So we might need to give ourselves permission that maybe deadlines can be extended, like with my holiday cards. Maybe it's about not giving gifts you know i'm going to be inviting somebody over for the holidays some some family members and one of the things i'm going to talk about is can we do this and have each other over without doing gifts like i want it to be i want to use our energy about being with each other versus the dread of like oh i've got to go find something will they like it will they not and then the wrapping of it like i just that does not delight me gifts do not delight me right it delights my daughter I understand that. It does not delight me. So that will be a conversation I'll be having. What do you want from this holiday season? For me, I want connection and white space. For you, maybe you'll send me a card and tell me what it is that you want from it. And then afterwards, it's about looking out and reflecting on what worked well. What can be improved? And really paying attention to that and saying, okay, for next year, this is what I, these are the things that I wanna commit to. And we're always checking in and evaluating on that. All right, my friends, happy holidays, and I'm smiling big for you. Hey there, before we go, I have a question for you. Have you subscribed to the show yet? This is an awesome opportunity for you to preserve your brain juice. I love the fact that I can subscribe to podcasts and television shows and they go straight to my iPhone or they go straight to my DVR. And then I don't have to worry of, Oh no, especially with television shows. Did I hit record? Is it going to be there? Or now do I have to watch it on demand and go through all the commercials? So go and hit the subscribe button. There's a link in the show notes, and that will ensure you that you never miss a show. And you can also save your brain juice for other things in your life. There's way more important things, but you and I will still be connected because the show will be waiting for you in your phone. Go to the link in the show notes, subscribe to the show so you can automatically get all the shows to your phone. I'm smiling big for you. She is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wild.